Welcome, everyone, back to The Outrage. And now I think you're going to get your wish, because I don't know what episode it is, even though I can quickly find out. So we're going to go with just welcome to The Outrage. Spencer this Byers, is, this is 19. 19? I think so. Oh, we're almost at 20, eh? Took us I feel, I, yeah, you know, just a calendar year. No big deal. A little over. A little over that, yeah, actually. Um, I think it's 19. Well, I'm scanning now, Al. And you uh, would I'm, be correct. Hey, correct. there we go. It is 19. I wasn't sure. I knew I said I had to like go back into the archives in my head and be like, I think I said 18 the last well, time we did this. So like, Al, that that means our, our our podcast can legally drink in the in the country of Canada. It can hey. buy cannabis and it can buy lottery tickets. There you go. And it can vote. The the American, not yet. We're almost there for the for being able to drink in America. Yeah, we're getting there. To be able to jump the border. But Al. Two more. We gotta start the way we ended last week. You yeah. were skipping out almost immediately. Well, basically immediately after our, our pod ended, you had to skip out and go downtown Toronto to the yeah. Bay, to, to, I was gonna say the Bayshore, oh, back home in Owen Sound, <laughs> Scotiabank Arena. Yeah. To uh, have your introductory, uh, I'll say interview or or orientation like a, process. Like, yeah. With the orientation. Because I shouldn't say um, I should say orientation because you are hired. You're fit. You are a part of the ice crew. You're one of the ring. You're one of the uh, the ice scraping girls wearing your little tutu. <laughs> if, you, if you were if you were in uh, Saginaw, I don't think you've ever been to Saginaw because they have a beautiful rink. You know, I've talked about it. All yeah, the I have not. To, have not been to Saginaw. Between your and your commentary and my fandom of the Owensen attack, so Saginaw when they I don't know if they do now, but when I went the the, the two times I've gone, they are their ice crew was always like girls in I'll say like early twenties from what it looked like wearing like skirts. Yeah, that, no, that it's. We're, uh, I know other teams do it. I'm just saying, that's the one that comes to mind for me. So yeah, I'll, we're, I'll, we're a little with, with Toronto. It was good. I mean, uh, I got a lot of um, a lot of free swag. If I had to guess, Spencer, I think I got close to maybe two $275 worth of Leafs stuff. Um, we got uh, a brand new duffel bag that's by made by Adidas. It's like a g- big ass gym bag. Um, it's got the Leafs logo on it, like the crest. And then um, inside of the bag, I got a brand new pair of shoes from Adidas as well. It's all Adidas. Uh, brand new pair of Adidas. shoes. Um, it was. I actually went to Foot Locker the other day, and I found out that the value of those shoes I got were uh, over, well over a hundred dollars. Um, and then we got our track suit, I guess you could say for like the ice crew or whatever. And, uh, the track pants are very comfortable. I've tried it on. And, uh, we also got a nice, like, uh, Adidas dry fit jacket with the big Maple Leafs crest on the back. And we have a smaller crest on our chest. Uh, it's really, it was really cool. I was really giddy when I, when I got it, it felt like, you know, Christmas came early and it was just super cool because like it made it like official, like, man, like this is crazy. Like I work for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, and obviously I'm just shoveling snow on the ice. Don't get me wrong, but like, you know, I've never skated on, on that rink before. And it's always been like a, a that one is a dream. It was never a goal. It's always been, a, that one's been a dream. Cause you just never, never think that that would actually happen. But, uh, it's cool that it's going to be happening real soon. And, uh, so it was really, it was really cool, really good experience, uh, to be there and get things started and, you know, just kind of being all set up and you know getting closer to that time of year and uh also another cool thing yesterday that happened i got some mail from the ontario hockey association which is junior abc and i have 
I got my season, uh, my all access season pass. Um, it's an, it's that officials get. So, um, when I go into rinks for, to ref games, I show them that card. So like they let me through, but also when I'm not officiating, if there's a junior game somewhere where it's within the OHA jurisdiction, I can walk in and just enjoy a free hockey game. So, uh, that was pretty cool. It made it like really official. I'm still waiting for my Jersey to come into the mail. That'll be pretty sick as well. And, um, also, um, I don't know if I mentioned that. Okay. So I think I mentioned it on the last pod, but I also officially have a girlfriend. You have mentioned this. Yes. We talked about this. I, I want to say at least two weeks ago. So, so yeah. update on that as well. Uh, not much more of an update other than the fact that uh, she convinced me to do something that I haven't done since like grade five, which is purchase a pair of jeans. Oh my God. <laughs> you want to yeah. live in sweats, Al? Jesus. Well, I mean, I wear joggers. I'm just, I'd like, I, I live in comfort, Spencer. I live in comfort. Oh. So I was a little, I was a little concerned because she was like, oh, like, you know, it'd be cool to like, see you oh wear a pair God. of jeans. Like, I feel like you'd pull that off. And I go, I'm like, uh, so here's the you thing. Pull that off. That's so, that's such a, that's such, I'll say, uh, now without trying to make this sound bad, that's such a girl way of saying that no guy would ever go up to another guy and say, Hey, I think you'd look good in jeans. Well, no, obviously maybe we should not. normalize it. Well, maybe we should well, normalize it. Huh? Well, maybe, I don't know. Well, anyways, so <laughs> I go, I'm like, so here's the thing. And that was like, it was funny. Cause I thought like I'd put up a better fight than that, but like, of course <laughs> you, didn't, you, did. it, you didn't. It didn't take much, no. So I just, uh, I go, I'm like, so like, here's the thing. I haven't had, I haven't worn a pair of jeans consistently since like grade five. And she's That's like, hilarious. But she's like, she's like, would you do it though? And I'm like, no, <laughs> like, no, she's like, not even for like a few hours. I was like, and then this is where I started hesitating. I'm like, oh, a few hours. It's like, okay. I thought you meant like on a daily. And then that's when I was like, well, I guess like I can compromise or what. I don't freaking know. So then anyways, yesterday I bought a pair of jeans. Um, so I gave in and, uh, that, that we had a good laugh there. And then, uh, she braved the cold, uh, yesterday. I had to ref a hockey game too. So she, uh, she came to watch that or whatever, but I threw in a sweetener. I was like, listen, I was like, I know you like Starbucks. So I was like, I'll go get, I'll buy you Starbucks like before the game or whatever. And then, so that went, uh, that was funny too. But, uh, I yeah, that's about- her. Huh? I make, I'll break the fourth wall. I still gotta meet this 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 lovely lady. Oh dear you know, God! This this this, yeah, this, this I mean, unlucky girl. You know, gotta give oh, her the, gotta give her the pep talk and you know, open my arm around her. Hey, do you know what you're getting into? Like, uh, gee, oh, she knows. That's the thing too. Like, uh, I don't want to say like. So the thing with this one here, it's like, it's very like natural and easygoing. Like, there's no real effort into it, and that like there's times in those like moments where it's like, man, like I feel like I've known you for like years, but it's only been like a month, and it happens like often enough. And like, so yesterday she, uh, she, I, well, I was gonna, I was contemplating on taking her out to dinner, but then I was like, ah, oh, like it was getting close for time, like to go to the, like to go ref and stuff. So I was like, oh, like you know, my aunt's making dinner or whatever. Like you, you can, we can do that. So she had like dinner. She's already like started meeting a few of my family members and stuff, which is like might seem a little fast, but at the same time, like I don't know, I don't think think about it too much. Like it just well, works well, at its own pace. You live with your aunt. In fairness, you do live with your aunt. Yeah, so, like so that that's kind of a given, isn't you it? You can't. Yeah, you can't really avoid it. It wasn't like yeah. So then, anyways, uh, as we're having dinner and stuff, like I'm, I've I'm known to be this way. Like people that know me can like attest to this, and like 
I'm a kind of guy where like if I don't have to be mature or like I can act like an idiot a little bit, I will. But like when push comes to shove and it's time to like put on that like serious hat and like, you know, actually act like a 23 year old, then I, I can do it. But so yesterday she goes, she's like, she's like, I knew you said you're like childish and stuff, but I didn't think you were like, you know, she goes, she's like, holy crap. I was like, I told you, I was like, I gave you fair warning. I was like, you had time to run. <laughs> like you had time to go. But um, anyways, no, so we had a good laugh about that and whatnot. But no, she's uh, she's pretty great. Um, she's able to tolerate me as of right now anyways. And uh, yeah, it's fun. It, uh, you know, adds a little bit of uh, light to my day and it makes me. Uh, yeah, um, a little less cynical than usual. Yeah. yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah, I'm less. Yeah, I'm less uptight. I guess you could say I'm more like just like. I guess my mood's a little bit better, but I mean, I'm not usually in a bad mood. I'm just, you know, whatever, but you're always on the edge, Al. Yeah, a little bit. I'm like the Hulk. You know, I'm like the, I'm like the Hulk, you know, I'm always angry, but like, that's the trick. (laughs) I don't know. Whatever. Anyways. So that's cool. That's going well. But, um, so yeah, everything's kind of like working out. I'm just waiting for the leaf season to start. Uh, you know, refing's finally starting to pick up a bit. Um, I've been working overnights at city news, which has been an absolute bitch. Um, because my sleep schedule is messed up, uh, before we started recording this, I was telling you how, uh, I was up at five this morning. Usually I'm not, but it's, I just couldn't go back to sleep. So I'm probably going to nap at some point this afternoon, but anyways, enough uh, people don't listen to this crap for my life stories and all that. They, they listen to this for, for sports, but well, any, anything going when on, you're on the ice with the Leafs, you knucklehead. So well, I as well give them a little update there. I mean, yeah, I guess so. Like, like the lead, let's yeah. not no, let's not bury the lead up when eventually you are on the same ice as as that absolute ugly nobody, absolute gutless Mitch Marner. A lot wow. of nice kick rocks, by the way. Oh, Mouse Matthews really with his nasty mustache. Morgan Riley before he you know hurts his ankle and whatever goalie happens to be in the net for the Leafs, then you can talk about your experience on the ice. Yeah, they got you know? three of them now. Eh? They got. Uh... Samsonov was it Murray and Jones? No, I thought Murray got bought out, didn't he? Uh no, that that'd be news to oh, me. Oh no, LTIR, I, they put him out on LTIR. Yeah, so yeah. That's what yeah. they did. My oh, sorry, I forgot. My bad, I forgot. Joseph Wool. Oh yeah, Wool. Okay, he's gonna be good. I I like him. I honestly, I don't see him taking the number one spot. But if Samsonov goes down, I could totally see him getting a shot. Well, obviously, you'd really get into the year. Yeah, got really get into the year. So, um, yeah, obviously, like, I'll I'll try to keep the Leafs talk. Well, no, the Leafs talk, we can I'll talk about, you know, I don't mind talking about that. Like, that's cool. But I'll try to keep the uh, the little love life out of the picture because that's just, you know. Well, unless we got any once, major updates. Once, once I, well, there shouldn't, okay, let me tell you, there shouldn't be any major updates for, like, you know, the next. Yeah, but. Yeah, but I mean, you never know, Al. You never know. Well, I mean, as everyone like to tell me, life's too short. I don't know why they keep telling no, me that okay, garbage, yeah, but they, they like they. Or me, it's yeah. one of those. Ah, oh, you're you're still young. That's the one I hate. That's the one I hate hearing. Oh, you're still well, young. You are like, still young, Al. I'm, dude. I'm turning thirty in like six years, bro. Like that's not. What a jump. What a jump. Let me say twenty-five to twenty. It said thirty. Already jumped. Already well, jumped. Yeah. The, the I next, mean, mentally, mentally, decade. my. I can already like see myself like as a 30 year old. Like that's the thing. Like, I mean, I'm also an overthinker though. Like I, I look, who isn't, what man is it anymore? I look further. I, some, I don't look too far ahead, but like, it's funny. Cause like a couple years ago, I wasn't really like 2030 was like, ah, this is kind of far away. But now, now it's kind of hit me a little bit. Like, damn, like, 
bro, the thirties are rolling up quick. Like it doesn't even feel like I've been 23 for a full calendar yet year yet, which I mean, I haven't technically because like we're in September, not December, but like it does, it feels like this year is just flying by. Like even now, like looking at my calendar, I had September all planned out before September showed up and like the way October is looking right now, it's not far off either from that. So you're right over there. Yeah. My, my microphone disconnected and like I was trying to, I have a water bottle in sight and I was trying to reach it. Well, out of boy. As I was trying to do that, because I'm on my, I'm sitting on my bed right now. I got a comfy setup over here, Spencer. Yeah, I, I can tell, you know, you, you kept texting me saying you were bored before we started recording. Well, yeah, so I know like you were I, getting comfy. I decided to do some adulting today, which I mean, I haven't gone to do fully yet. Like, I mean, I guess laundry's not really adulting, but then after that, like uh, the jeans I got, they're a little long, so I got to go get them. Hemmed? You know, hemmed, yeah. Um, yeah, it's kind of funny too, because like, I'm actually like, I don't know. There's just stuff. There's stuff I'm doing right now, and I'm like, it's it's for it's it's for me, but it's also not for me, and it kind of feels weird. I haven't done this in like two years, so like, that's that's really funny. I find that very humorous. Yeah, like this. She's not changing me or anything, but um, she's getting you to do shit. Well, I mean, I've been doing which shit. makes me very hype, by the way. I, I've been doing. What do you mean? Why? What do you mean why? I can see you in jeans. You know what that is. Some big you, dub that is, dude. You think you're gonna see my ass in jeans, buddy? I can only hope. I hope. I hope I meet her. And when I meet her, I hope you're wearing jeans. I hope. Yeah, I hope that's the. God. I hope that's the connect the bridge we can make. You know, me and this lovely lady that I have not had the opportunity to meet yet, which I do hope to meet one day soon. But as yeah. you continue to complain, Al, about we talk about your love life, I guess we will talk about your other one of your other loves, yeah. the Toronto Blue Jays. Yeah. Who went well, from? I, yeah, that's cool. We're, we're that one. That that relationship status is complicated. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That they, that Jace cat. Yeah, yeah. You went, you went, you went from in love to it's complicated, and the Jays have made it complicated after getting swept by the Texas Rangers, making everyone, including most Jays fans, think, "Well, they're dead and buried now." They quit they on them. I quit on them. They then sweep the Boston Red Sox, who, in all fairness, suck, but. You got you got to hit teams in front of you, and they do sweep them. And they were close games, and again, the pitching came up clutch. They only scored, from my quick count, 10 runs in those three games. They now come against a set starting on the road against New York and then going to Tampa Bay. We will get into a Tampa Bay story here after this, but they are now back in the wild card. Not only are they back in the wild card, they're number two in the wild card three standings, which would mean... If, and only if, this goes to a playoff run, I believe they would get home field. They would get home field advantage for the playoff. That'd be absolutely nuts. Which would be very advantageous, not only for the Jays, but also for the fans who, as you said during the Texas series, no one really going to the games midweek or during on the weekends. It was brutal because of, because of the team playing so poorly. It was but, absolutely brutal. But now playing against the Yankees, who are dead and buried. They're six games back up the wild card. And even if they go on a winning streak, they're still going to jump. The Texas Rangers, who are right now on the outside looking in. The Seattle Mariners, who got the last playoffs or wild card spot, but are tied on games and wins with Texas. Just have the tiebreaker. And the Jays are a game up on both Seattle and Texas, which would be seven games on the Yankees. So 
a lot of things can happen within the last couple weeks here of the season now, including where the Jays could land. I will not try to convince you as a Yankees fan the Yankees have a chance. They don't. The Yankees are already buried. Just because they mathematically have a chance doesn't mean they actually have a chance. But that still makes this series against the Yankees interesting because the Yankees will believe they have a chance, Al. And when a team thinks they got a chance, they're always dangerous to play, especially when the season's winding down, and they are in the Bronx in New York. Yeah. So with the Jays a game up in the wild card, Al, do you now have confidence that they can make the playoffs? I know, I know. Literally a week ago, I, I much, don't want how much them a week to. Can make How's, how I much a week can change, eh, Al? Yeah, I mean, I don't want them to though. Like they don't. Even when they beat the way they beat the Red Sox, like the two walk offs, like come on, like you think about it. The the first game they walked it off. Uh, was it Rafaela that was in the outfield when the ball went over his head? I believe so. That sounds about right. Anyways. When I saw that, I'm like, any other outfielder that knows what they're doing out there, any other team, that ball is caught, and it's out. You you lose the game. There's there goes one. Then, uh, I think this was this. Yeah, that was the same game. The Whit Merrifield walk off. Come on, any other nine out of ten times that ground ball that was hit is an out, and that's all. It's over. Like the like, I I read this on Twitter today too. Like baseball is doing baseball things right now. The game is doing exactly what happens in baseball during September, and that is just absolutely insane things happening that don't really make sense. And some of those things, it's also like, well, it shouldn't even be happening because you look at like any other baseball game. Like you replay these games in June or even April. Like I don't care, start of the year. Half of those games don't even end the way that, like, the games just end on, oh, the Jays lose because fly ball's caught center field. Oh, Jays lose because of ground out to third base, you know? It's just crazy how messed up September is in the game of baseball. And the thing, too, like, Whit Merrifield, like, I love the guy. Honestly, he's one of my favorite players on the team just because he shows up. You know, like, no matter what, he's gonna he's trying to do something for the team. And that's why I like him so much. But like I'm looking like the Jays again, like they could have easily avoided extra innings. You know, you had bases loaded, you were ahead you were ahead on the count. Whitmerryfield at the plate, and then you know, fouls it off, and then the count's even. Or sorry, not even. It was you had a full count. So you're still ahead of the count and the ball is clearly going to go outside. Like you could see, like, again, I've never played major league baseball, nor will I ever, but let me tell you something. One of my strengths when I do play is I have an eye for the ball at the plate. And I just see it. And I, I could tell by the body language, the way the delivery was for whoever the, I don't care who was pitching for the Red Sox at that point, that ball was going to be outside. It would have been a walk off walk. Nope. Instead, Merrifield chases to the outside and it's like, man, what are you doing? Outside pitches are easier to read than they are on the inside. Like, if they're on the inside, yes, you have to swing. you got to give respect to the pitcher and to the ball. But, like, anything anything outside, you can assume it's not catching the corner. And even if it does, well, hell, I'd rather you go down looking on an outside pitch than go down swinging because, like, it's easier to tell when a ball's on the outside when you're hitting. Like, it's so easy. So much easier. Whereas when, uh, when it's on the inside, you know, you're thinking a little more like, oh, sh- like, this might hit me. Like, or... 
okay, like what kind of is this a curve? Like is down in the way? Like is it gonna catch the zone? Whereas like on the outside, usually you're able to tell like you can distance it because like the, how far back you are on the plate and depending on where you're set up in the box. And then you look at the walk off single from Merrifield. Again, it was an outside pitch. He just to say got the bottom of the like the top of the barrel on it and beat out the run like or beat out the throw. That's it. But in my head, I'm like, man, you you cannot afford to try this again tomorrow. Like you have to like, you know, that was lucky in my opinion. It was like, that's a ground out nine out of 10 times. And it's just ugly baseball. Again, runners in scoring position, nothing happening. You know, Kevin Biggio is honestly, I got to give him credit. He's been really good for the Jays lately. Everywhere on the field. Yeah. The plate, his eyes seem to be, you know, back to what it was when he first came into the league uh, with the Jays and, his fielding and just in general outfield laying it out, you know, at third base, p- making those picks, those tough picks off the dirt. And then, you know, th- with nice, nice throws to first, like just doing just an overall good baseball player so far. But like, it's so frustrating because like you go, you get swept by a team like Texas who very much can still get into the postseason. And if they do, I think they'll be dangerous because I think they're, that's the kind of team where it's like, okay, just get in and then, do some damage. Whereas like, you know, and then you play the Red Sox and you sweep them, but like, yes, it's great that the Jays are winning and they're making a run for it, but like, or not a run, but like they're hanging on. But it's also like, look at the way they won the games. Like you got to look at the, like Jays fans got to start looking at the bigger picture here. Like the way they're winning baseball games, you can't, you're not going to get away with that kind of baseball in, in the playoffs. You're not. It's sloppy. And again, the big guys aren't really there. Vladdy had a, had himself a series. He was he was really good in, against, you know, the Red Sox. He, you know, he had three homers in that series. He, his bat came alive. Bo, you know, Bo was okay. But, like, you just look at the, the way, like, plays happen, and I'm like, you guys can't do this. Like, you know, the teams are, it, it's so tight that you can't, afford to make things close like that and it shouldn't be and you know texas exposed the jays again even though they were already exposed for the, they've been exposed the entire season regardless but like the the uh the uh the jays got exposed by texas by just the way they were playing like it's so easy to play against the blue jays because you know that when they have to play clutch baseball they can't do it Therefore, well, look, Whit Merrifield on that outside pitch against the Red Sox before getting that walk-off single. It was so far outside. It was like three feet away from the plate. And he still swung. And it's like, what are you doing? But anyways, I, I don't want the Jays to make it. I really don't. I don't think they deserve it. I also think that, you know, if they make it into the playoffs, I'm not sure. I'm not convinced that the you know, that Rogers will make a change. I do think there needs to be a change in front office. I want Shapiro and Atkins gone. I really don't like them whatsoever. Atkins is a freaking. I guess I can't say too much because I kind of work under that same umbrella, so I can't really go off too, too much. But yeah, watch yourself, Al. Watch yeah, yourself. the Rogers yeah. umbrella is looking at you. Yeah, but anyways, I I don't like them. John Schneider does no. I Don Mattingly tomorrow, please. Um, or just anybody. Bring back Charlie Frick. I don't care. Charlie clearly wasn't that bad. You know, 
I, I just and on oh, fire the hitting coach. I don't care. Bring in. I saw Edwin Encarnacion in the dugout a few times during the season, like especially late in this, like late August. Yeah, have him do it. Like you know, I think there needs to be change. I think Matt Chapman's a problem in the clubhouse. Um. Him and Schneider clearly don't see eye to eye. I don't care. You know, people might say, oh, you're overthinking the interaction they had in the dugout a few, you know, a few weeks ago when they played the Angels and, you know, Otani, uh, you know, they, they pitched Otani right away and then they had that interaction. Like, no, I'm not overthinking it. I don't think Chapman wants to be there, to be honest. I think he wants out. I think he's sick and th- there's something going on, man. This team just does not feel right. And Ke- Kevin Kiermeyer seems to be the only one that gives a shit. It honestly feels like all those trades in the summer made all the young guys like Vladdy, it just like sucked Bo, the life out of them. They, I think it made them realize that this is a business over a, a sport, and it's kind of taken that fun, as you mentioned, from them with the with the with the jacket that I'll say kind of spearheaded what everyone else does now with their own home run celebrations, what the Orioles are doing, what the Angels do with the samurai, the samurai yeah, like, uh, uh, headgear. Yeah, but like right? tough shit, like. That's life. That's not just yeah, baseball. That's the life. reality is, is when your best players want to play a style and management is trying to push them in another direction, you know, at the end of the day, it's kind of the reality for I think the Jays is you got to know what you have, but you got to grow up too. like, you no, know what I mean? Like, but I feel like, no, you don't, especially in sport. Like if you have a team, that's young, fun, wants to play a certain way, then why are you trying to push them to another another way let them play the way they want to play and then if gradually they get to a place where now they're like matt chapman who's in his late their eight late 20s early 30s you know and and is willing to just you know kind of play his his position and and be the more mature guy then then you make those choices okay so that's not what i mean that's not what i mean at all like i I, for me, the business perspective of it is, yes, you were having fun. We didn't trade them because you were having too much fun. We traded them because they sucked. And people might call me crazy or might go, oh, yeah, this guy's insane. Like, Teoscar Hernandez sucks. He does. He does. All he is is a bat. By the way, check his strikeout numbers this year. It's brutal. As much as he's hit the ball and whatever, he was not... I, I didn't li- I didn't like him. I did not like him in the outfield. I I would still I'm not afraid to say it. I'm much much happier with Dalton Varsho in the outfield than I am with Teoscar Hernandez. I love the I love the Jays outfield regardless. Don't get me wrong. I miss Ludus Gurriel's bat. I totally wish they would have had him at DH and had him in that rotation with the outfield. That's the only trade, and I say it a lot. It's not the first time I say it. Not gonna be the last. That's the only trade that I'm still salty about. Because that was the runners in scoring position guy. And that was the guy where, like, if he catches the ball, half the time, whoever's in scoring position is not tagging and not going because he has a cannon. And, but, like, for me, it's not, like, the whole fun. Like, yeah, it was time to get serious. But at the same time, the guys they brought in, it was, you know, to ha- guys I want to compete and guys I want to win. But at the same time, like, on paper, those guys were supposed to be better. They just weren't. And I also just think that things aren't clicking because 
I think, again, this is where the youth is showing a little bit in the Jays where, you know, yeah, you're not going to win every game just because you're good. Like, you still got to, you know, I don't know where she, where where it went wrong, but I don't think it's uh, – I honestly don't think it, you can make excuses anymore and be like, oh, it's because of the trades and all this. It's like I just think this is a bad baseball team. I really do. I think there's something going on internally that we don't know off that's going on off the field that well, I think is that's obvious with the way that with the way last off season went because let's be honest even with as much as you don't like Tay oscar and and like lord escuriel both those trades kind of came out of nowhere like no one really expected like no one felt like the, the worst part before is those trades they had a gluttony of outfielders right you kind of felt like the roster was kind of set it was more like tinkering of the guys that aren't going to play every day that were going to compete with guys like Biggio and and Aspinall or Espinal and then like pitching depth right and yeah. then they made those two trades in the outfield and signed Kiermaier and you're kind of like Huh, I, I wonder why those trades were made. Because Lourdes Gurriel is a good bat and you like his you like his arm. Teoscar is a good bat, as much as you don't like him and think he's lazy in the outfield, regardless, he, he's a good he, stick. He Here's the reason awesome. why he plays in the outfield, Al, is because he's got a good bat. But anyway, you know Or you like, DH him, but like yeah. Well but exactly, right? Like that's the thing, is it was kinda interesting those trades were made, and now that we've gone through this season where Toronto has still not hit that gear that everyone expected them to last year. Because remember that whole, I think last year, if I'm not mistaken, was the whole year of, you know, last year was the trailer, this year is the movie. Oh, and my God. It was, it was a horror movie for a lot of Jays fans. It was, it was awful. a horror movie. Not, 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 a, uh, not, a, not, a, not a thriller. That was, it was a horror. It was right? a terrible ending. And then this year, you were hoping that, well, quote-unquote, the sequel was going to be better than, than the first movie. And it's been about the same. Same problem, same. Honestly, same I think last next gear not being able to spearhead themselves forward, and they're still really struggling. This so year you, was worse. You, exactly. I think this year was worse. They took a step back. Because you got it, but you gotta wonder: Did those off-season trades affect the clubhouse? And then, if Matt Chapman is a problem, is it because? They're not playing as well as they expect, and Chapman is having a reaction, and some of the younger guys aren't having that reaction, or vice versa, and it's causing problems. Because that's the problem with adding and getting rid of guys, is you never know who the cog is that keeps the lock locker room safe. And I mean that across the board. It can be guys that don't even play that keep the locker room in check, that are captains, that are leaders, that you don't think about as a GM or as a person looking from the outside looking in. Because I can think of an example off my head that's not ba baseball, it's basketball, of the Indiana Pacers, who, when they were had Paul George when he was young, and they, they were really good, like top two in the East, really good basketball team, went to the conference finals, lost to the Cavs. They never got that good again because they made some trades in the offseason to get better on paper, but the guys they got rid of were leaders, were in the locker room, liked guys, and it caused that team to crumble. And I'm not saying it happened with the Jays with just the two trades they made, but you got to wonder, you know, were Lourdes and Teoscar really liked, and is that causing the locker room to cause become a little more divided? Well, obviously they were really liked, but I mean, again, like for me, I don't care. Tough shit. Like it's, I don't even, like I'm not a pro and I even like, People on the outside, it's a problem, man. Like, there's a, two, there's a lot of people on the outside that understand it's a business. You know. 
and yeah, it sucks. And I'm okay. You you're down, but like, move on. Get it out. Like, come on, man. You're trying to. At the end of the day, your goal is to win a World Series. Whether you have your best friend next to you or not, should not matter. Like, look look at look at the Raptors. Demar Derozan, Kyle Lowry, best friends. And you make a trade for a guy who barely says three words, can't laugh for shit to save his life. And yeah, they were bummed out. DeRozan was bummed out. He was well, actually he was more than bummed out. He was really mad. You know, Lowry was bummed out. But look what they did. They won a championship. Yeah, but I think you're it, the- it worked out. But I th- but think about it this way, Al. What happens if they trade Lowry instead of DeRozan? How much different? is that championship run if they have one. I think it changes the complete complexion because of the roles of those guys. So I'm not posing the question that those guys maybe weren't those important pieces. What I'm more saying is, is it's so hard to take out pieces, move around pieces on the chessboard and not really know exactly what it's causing in the locker room because i'm not even saying maybe lordez and kioscar were the guys that were keeping guys in check because maybe they were helping vladdy get along with other guys right and then they get rid of those guys now vladdy's just expected to be the leader which i think he's supposed to be and so is Bo. but maybe those guys aren't ready and let's be honest again with Kawhi, you know Kawhi's not not a not a leader as in i'm gonna get in your face and yell at you he's a lead by example type of guy compared to kyle lowry who's gonna get in your face kyle lowry is a natural leader Maybe, maybe yeah. Vladdy is not that. Right? I think. Which causes, again, causes problems. I think what's going on off the field, or sorry, I think what's going on off the field has gotten to the point where it, you know, it's also, they bring, they're bringing work home in a sense. As in what happens on the field also is, you know, it carries on to the to in the clubhouse afterwards, you know, whereas usually it's like, all right, boys, like it's just one game. Like, you know, we could put it. No, now I think there's so many moving parts that we don't know about. The, the team just feels weird, dude. It just feels weird. They feel it feels But like, like but not in not just like as the players like this is like disconnected. And like, I don't know if the Jays are trying to send a message to front office to John Schneider should manage. I don't know if. Schneider is a good manager and the Jays like him, but they don't like, like upper management. They didn't like the certain moves. Like the worst part is too, like the trade, like, yeah, it kind of worked out, but at the same time, it really didn't. And again, I hate, there's one thing I hate the most about sports is that sports, obviously you have a lot of takes. And for me, what's I, I hate being right. When I have a take, I like me to be proven wrong because at the end of the day, you know, I don't want to be right because half the things that come out of my mouth are usually negative. Yeah, but, you definitely are a hater. But I called it with the Gabriel Moreno and Lourdes Gurriel trade. Stupidest trade ever. You lose you lose a bat, you lose an arm, and you lose one of the top prospect catchers in the league. At the same time, it was one of those where I'm like, why would you trade him? When you know damn straight that every time Danny Jansen is going to get hot at the dish, he is going to get hurt. By the way, where is Danny Jansen right now? Oh, right. He needed hand surgery. Done for the year unless they make the playoffs. 
I swear to God, Spencer, every freaking time Danny Jansen gets hot, you've heard me say this multiple times on the podcast, off the podcast, you know, within the school walls. Every time that guy Screaming gets at hot, home with no one listening at 3 a.m. Yep, that too. Every time he gets hot, he gets hurt. He is a liability. I don't care how good he is when he is healthy. He does not stay healthy for very long. Whereas Gabriel Moreno has a highlight reel of just him throwing guys out at second. And then there's the home run power. He's been jacking a few of them lately. And it just makes me go, oh my goodness. And then, you, you know, have Moreno as your catcher. Kirk is a DH option. Not he's not a, Kirk's also not a bad catcher. He can call games. Not as good as Danny Jansen, don't get me wrong. But I still don't think he's as bad. I think he needs a little bit more credit than people are willing to give him. But I hate that I called it. And, you know, this team, like, it's still the same team. You look at the way... Nothing's changed. Between the Texas series and the Red Sox, nothing's changed. I, I know how, run you, differential of five in those three games. They oh three my. nothing, three nothing, four three, and three two were the final scores of those three games. That three game set. Yeah, and I the worst part is too, like oh man. It's so bad because the this is how it goes. They lose a series or they play poorly. Then whoever they get next, they wake up, play not great baseball, but pretty good baseball. Like the moment the Jays kill a team on the scoreboard, like for example, this happens way too often with this team. The moment the Jays shut out a team, you know, you know they're either getting murked next game or it's going to be a back a reverse shutout. You know, they're going to shut get shut out the next game. They're so it's so predictable, Spencer. And that's what's frustrating. Because like people are still like buying into this team and it's like why? They yes, they swept the Red Sox. Great. Who do they got next now? New York in New York. Oh, joy. And that's the Yankees mix right there. Aaron that's Judge and bets. Garrett Cole. Great. And that's Giancarlo. Just, that's been just been what been the nukes. Recently. That's just what the doctor, you know, ordered. Like fudge. Like this is so bad. Well, I guarantee okay. you, the, it's how, it's how long, what is it? versus Schmidt tonight. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. What's um? Is it a three game or a four game set? The next the last four series of the season will be three game sets. Okay, I think the Yankees take two of three. Well. Al, I'm just quickly going through the starters of this series. So tonight will be Kikuchi versus uh, Clark Schmidt. Yeah, which could go either way, to be honest. You'd expect Kikuchi, though, to get the to get the edge over Clark. Yes. Up and down season. The second game is Gosman versus Michael King, which you'd think would go to the Jays, but Michael King's been really good for this year for the Yankees in, obviously, less innings. And then the third game is the game you should worry about, Third game in the Bronx, Jose Barrios versus Garrett Cole. Yeah, and Barrios has been good though, to be honest. Like Barrios exactly, like is, the, the pitching for the one. Jays has been great. It's that you haven't been able to score on a hooker. The, the runs have just not been there. Which, but again, again, for a team that new. has Bobuchet and Vladimir Jr. and Alejandro Kirk, 
Like, well, let's not give Kirk, let's not give Kirk too much praise there. He only hit 15 last year, but um, but he's a good hitter. I'm not saying homer, yeah. I'm hitter. You know, Matt Chapman's a good hitter. That's Chapman's Chapman's been the disappointing one for me. With, with Maryfield and George Springer, both good hitters. Springer's like, also predict. Springer's probably honestly Springer's the most predictable at bat on that entire team. I swear. I'm not sure that's a good thing or a bad thing, Al. It's not good. Well. Because the way I look at it, most games, he'll go 0 for 2 in his first at bats. And then on his third one, that's when you can expect, depending on where the count is, that's when you can expect a homer or at least for him to get on base. But, like, the game against the Red Sox, I went to, like, was it 13 innings? Yeah, 13 innings. That game there, he was 0 for 5. Like, he is the definition of hot and cold. Because there are games, he'll get, like... He's literally the def- he's literally the Blue Jays. Just him alone himself in terms of like his plate appearances. Well, Al, has one great game and then just boom, implodes. 12 games left in the year. Yep. They play at New York, at yep. the Trop against the Tampa Bay Rays, at Worst home against the at at home against the New York Yankees and at home against the Rays to end the season. So that's 12 games. You predicted last episode with two games left in the Texas series and the three games set against the Red Sox and yep. their day off yesterday, the RHAs would go nine and eight. They're right yep. now three and two. They're two losses against Texas. They're three wins against Boston. You said so they're going to saying... lose two or three against the against the Yankees, which would put them at a theoretical four and four with nine games left. Yeah. So you're saying I'm on I'm on track to be right. Well, I'm I'm saying that. You're semi on track, right? Because this series is really going to tell you where they are, in my opinion. Because the, again, the Yankees are dead and buried. They're six games back of the Seattle Mariners for the last wild card spot. They're dead and buried. Even though you're in the Bronx, you have to win that series. Sweep or two one don't matter. You have to beat the Yankees because you know you're probably going to lose to Tampa because they're the best team in the wild card race. Even though they're playing for nothing except for trying to fight for the Orioles for the top spot in the AL East, which I'll be honest, Al, you and I could not have been more right about the Orioles this year. Like, oh, I love you it. You and I could not have been more right about that team, which makes we, me really happy. We so said that it. team group was right, but positive. <laughs> we said it. We we don't sleep on the Orioles. There's still people right now who are just catching up. Like, how the hell are the Orioles this good? It's like, man, did you not see what they were doing last year? And the thing is, too, they're calling up guys left and right, and they're producing. So, yeah. like, how could you how could you count them out? I honestly think if the Orioles get some arms during the offseason next year, I think they can make a World Series push. I don't think they win it this year. I think the Atlanta Braves are taking it. But, again, baseball is freaking wild at this time of year. So Yeah, baseball does its thing when it wants to do its thing. Yeah, that's one thing you can't really, you know. I, I even saw a tweet yesterday. It was... Uh, you know, predictions for the uh, the post or like the leader, the top leaders in each league or division, and they could not have been more wrong. Like it's 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 unreal. And even too, like I saw a video on TikTok too, like oh, like who would you rather play like in this division? And then someone's like, oh, I think I'd rather play Seattle. I'm like, Seattle's the last team I'd want to play at this time of year. Because, I, like I said, they own August and September belongs to the to Seattle Mariners. Hands down. Mostly 
mostly like like end of August, early September. Like this is the their time. But yeah, I mean, the Jays are just frustrating. And like even the 13 inning game, like I said, like that shouldn't have gone. It could have been done so much quicker. So like so much quicker, but it just hasn't because they they choke every time the the game gets clutch. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, you sweat the Red Sox. Great. But again, watch the last two games of that series. You know, the Red Sox just played wor- worse baseball than the Jays. The Jays did not play good baseball to win that game. They just played less bad. So, you know, I just don't want them to make it just because I want change. That's it. That's all it is. Well, Al, you did say they're going to drop two of, a two of three to the Yankees in the Bronx, which would definitely hurt their playoff chances. But again, Texas has been struggling even, even after the J series. Um, Seattle's been struggling. So we'll see if the Jays can still squeak in the playoffs next week. We'll definitely have a big indicator after the Tampa and New York series is on the road where the Jays were, where they sit, where they could sit, where they should sit. But talking about Tampa Bay, Toronto plays Tampa Bay six of their last 12 games, one in Tampa, one in Toronto. And a development. I might actually try to go see that one. Which one? I might try to go see that when Tampa comes to town. I might go to that. The last series of the season. Now, you might be seeing some playoff, ba- well, basically playoff baseball, depending on where the Jays are sitting. Yeah, yeah, I'd like to. Well, I also found out that the girlfriend likes doesn't mind watching baseball, so I'm like, oh, you know, might as well. Yeah. Doesn't, like, the sports knowledge isn't really there. Like, I can't really talk sports with her, but, like, you know, I was like, oh, like if thing. I was, I was like, oh, like if you go to a game, like, like if, we, like if I were to like take you to a game, would you be like interested, or would you just go because like you know I like it or whatever? Just like, no, like I actually enjoy going. I was like, oh, cool, like great. Anyways, back to the real sports here. Go ahead, Spencer. Well, uh, it looks like the uh, Rays are getting a new stadium, and I'm ah, just yes. trying to get the geography done here. And it looks like Saint Petersburg. I kind of have. So this is my problem here, Alan. I will get to it in a second, but I will finish the story first. So as we talked about, you, I think you mentioned there that when I said Tropicana, going to Tropicana for uh, after the Yankees, you said the worst ball, the worst stadium in the uh, in baseball world in the world. Uh, well, the club is staying in Saint Petersburg, which I do find surprising, but I will continue. So their stadium right now, Tropicana Field, in Saint Petersburg. Their new stadium will stay in St. Petersburg, but will move, I believe, closer to downtown St. Petersburg than where they are now. It will be it'll be allegedly opened in 2028, the opening of the 2028 campaign. It'll be constructed in the gas plant district of St. Petersburg. That sounds super healthy. Um, much like the TROP, it is expected to have a fixed dome roof, artificial turf, and around 30,000 seats. It's going to cost an estimated $1.2 billion, oh with the race footing half the bill. Yeah. Which is so, more than most organizations do. Most organizations commit maybe 20 25%, and the rest is paid by taxpayers. I got and a question. The place. I, I know this what? is random, but do the Calgary Flames have an arena yet, or did that go to shit? 
I honestly can't tell you. I think I can tell you no. Ottawa's got one. I, I know Ottawa. Yeah, on. Ottawa's good. Ottawa's good. They're golden. But actually, I feel like you know what? I'm gonna Google it right now because I feel like Calgary feel got like theirs did. done, but I can't remember off the top of my head because they were again because the Saddle Dome is is a little too old, a little long in the tooth for yeah. Uh, six hundred six hundred and fifty million was the reported uh, price to build. Yes. I just um quickly looking. Yes, says uh, Flames Arena deal includes a 35-year commitment to stay. Okay. 1.2 billion okay. deal to replace the Calgary's aging Saddle Dome with the new National Hockey League Arena will come with 35-year lease. Yes. So 1.2 billion dollar franchise or tag. Okay, so I was way off. I can't believe it. Well, oh no, maybe it was you were like thinking this, probably like the eight hundred million. For I think it was like a th- initial parking. I think it was like a six fifty split or whatever. Like you know, the city. I th- I don't know if it was the team or the city that's supposed to like foot six hundred fifty million of the bill. The city is going to contribute one hundred or five hundred and fifteen million. Okay, with so another three sixty million in working capital. Jeez, yeah, okay, but anyways, okay, so they are getting their thing. Okay, cool. My, anyways, my whole point is the reason why I wanted to know is because look how long it took for Calgary because like it was on and off and like you know wasn't too sure. Well, they won't they? You know, same thing with Ottawa. You know, Eugene Melnick died and then they it was like okay, well now what? Like is the arena deal thing? Like you know, and it is. So for me, it's like okay, twenty twenty eight. Let's take a peek at how far away that is. That's five years out. A lot can happen, and the fact that, like, the Rays have been so back and forth for so long about, oh, we're going to split the season in Montreal. Oh, we're never mind. We're staying in at, we're staying at the Trop. You know, there's just been so much back and forth with location of where the Rays would play. So, like, for me, it's like, okay, great. I'll believe it when I see it, or once the first freaking, you know, shovel hits the ground to start digging and, you know, get to work. So like, uh, but at the same time, I'm like, oh, that's great. And I want I'd like to know too, if like, is the roof going to be retractable? Because I don't assume so. It looks, it said fixed roof, I believe. I'll make sure I reread that. Yeah. Really? Fixed, no, fixed dome roof. So they're going to keep it closed. Looks like it. Which Bunch makes sense. Because it idiots. rains a lot in Florida. <laughs> it rains a I lot. I don't, I don't care. Like baseball's meant to be played outdoors. Yeah. Like, but then it's a benefit. Snow. It's a benefit to have the dome, like closed or but whatever but it costs like, more money to have a retractable dome than just a fixed i don't care you're paying 1.2 billion dollars like hello you're already spending the money might as well like you know add an extra mill or whatever i don't know how much it would cost but like and, and i do want to mention this here which is why i'm very confused why they're staying in st petersburg now i'll explain so they're called the tampa bay race as we yes. obviously all know as i said tampa bay or tampa florida is about 26 minutes without tolls to St. Petersburg. It's over a bridge because St. Petersburg is basically like directly off of Florida. Like it's not really like it's Florida, but it's off a bridge. It's kind of like the the land island like Italy has. Yeah. Right? So it's surrounded by water. St. Petersburg is just about. So my problem is why are they keeping it in St. Petersburg? Because the problem, why they can't draw a trop, not only because it's a horrible venue and the the lights and, and the catwalk getting the view of play and causes errors in the outfield because of fly balls. It's happened numerous times where they sadly can't fix it. So hopefully this new dome fixes that problem. But why are you keeping it in St. Petersburg when you know people aren't coming because you're not in Tampa? You're in St. Petersburg. 
That is yeah. a problem. You're not yeah. in a major city. You're not in Orlando. You're not in Miami. You're not in Tampa. You're in St. Petersburg, which yeah. is a 26-minute drive right now at 11.34 a.m. here in Canada, which is the same time zone as Florida. Thank goodness. But right now it will be 26 minutes without tolls, 30 minutes with tolls. You got to think you're in rush hour, Al. That's got to be, what, 40 minutes? Well, I mean, we don't know. Maybe they have a better setup. If it was Toronto, I'd tell you it would be an hour and a half. <laughs> well, I, I can tell you they don't. And I can tell you that I, I when I watched a video about Tropicana and about the race not being able to draw and then the alleged move to Montreal when they're going to split the season or, or before that when they might have moved to Nashville or what have you, you know. I feel it's like because would do, it's I feel like so baseball hard would to get well. to drop. Like it's so – it's difficult to get to the building. Like – Think about, just for example, Al, you know how the Rogers Center is directly downtown, right? Yeah, like I mean, I was going to mention— in the heart of Toronto. I was going to mention Sunrise, Florida, too, like where the Panthers play. Like, location kind of sucks there, too. Like, imagine instead of What's being up with right Florida downtown, <laughs> like, imagine What's up with Florida markets just sucking in location? Imagine having Rogers Center, not straight downtown, the heart of the city of Toronto, having it in, like, Saga. Or having oh, it in Scarborough, geez. or having it up here in North York, where I'm about 20 minutes off DVP from downtown Toronto. During rush hour, it's closer to an hour, right? So that that's the thing is you're placing it in a location that that, that does have people. Obviously, St. Petersburg is populated, but when you're calling yourself Tampa and you expect the Tampa market, which isn't that far away, to make the trek to St. Petersburg to watch a baseball game. And then you fucking deal with traffic and all the things that you have to deal with, and then the drive back. I just, I think it's a, I think it's not advantageous to the baseball team. So why they're staying in St. Petersburg, I find very surprising. And obviously it's because they found a location and a. I'm just price glad they have a stuff, stadium. But, but I guess it, it does end that continuous loop of are they going to move? Are they not? The trop sucks. They got to move. If are they going to stay? Are they going to go? Kind of like what's happening with the the poor. Arizona Coyotes, who I will defend, continually defend on this show, the poor Arizona Coyotes. But anyway, you know, so no, my, my, hopefully my, that this this location works and that yeah. the fans start to come. Because right now, the Tampa Bay Rays are the, I saw the stat, are the 27th ranked team in attendance this season. They average about 17,777 fans oh per goodness. game. I, I think in the bigs. I think my last ending point on this topic would be I'm just glad there's a stadium. I'm glad it kind of shuts up the talks about, oh, they're going to move. They're going to like I was starting to get to the point. Where I was like, I don't care what you guys do at this point. Same thing with Arizona. I don't really care what they do. Just let me know when something interesting or cool happens. But um, no, it's I think that stadium will attract people. And I mean, like, right, like. The Trump just sucks. You walk in and I've never been, but like, I'm assuming it just sucks the life out of you. And you're like, oh my goodness. We're like, what, what, where am I? Well, so like, I what? feel like the fact that it's a new stadium and it's a new like attraction for people, I think it'll draw. You know what, Al? I guess that that's going to be a trip for you and I. You and I got to jump the border and go to a trop game before it closes just to have the experience. Oh, man. We're going to get our asses kicked down there, Spencer. We're going to get our asses. Oh, well, because we're going to be talking shit about an American ballpark. I don't. Fair enough. That's actually a good point. 
Like, are we going to the Jays play? Are we going to the Yankees play? You're going to say, Ugh. I mean, so, we, I mean, I don't care who we, I like a baseball. See, that's the thing, Spencer. I just like baseball. Well, we definitely say the Yankees play then because the Jays suck. So we definitely go see the Yankees play. I, we go, we go see Aaron Judge absolutely just crush bombs in the deep left field. I mean, you gotta I'd like to go see the like, tickets the are Dodgers. cheap, in Florida. Oh well, yeah, of course. But you know, um, oh, actually, you just unlocked a new topic. But like, I want to oh. get to the other one before we get to that. So we'll like. Okay, well, what was your quick topic? What was your what was your brain? What was your well, brain? Uh... I don't know if you heard, but like franchises now, like um, the Buffalo Sabers are trying to restrict ticket sales to Canadians. That doesn't surprise me. Just I, like Florida that... tried to do during the playoffs when they were playing the Leafs, but they're trying to do it like for their regular season game as well. Because let's be real, if the Leafs are playing in Buffalo, it's not everyone, a home. Everyone's game. Everyone's jumping the border. Yeah, everyone's it's going. not a home game, and I mean I've gone down. The, the QEW uh, a few times, like, and uh, let me tell you, like, Buffalo is what, two, two and a half hours from here? I'll, I'll check, but it's, I'm in Markham. I'm in Markham. So, like, you know, because, like, it takes you me gotta, about, yeah, you gotta go the long way because you're on the far side of Toronto. Yeah. From, but, from like, QEW. Yeah. But, like, when I go, so, like, my girlfriend's from St. Catharines. So, like, I've been Ooh. up there a few times. And, uh, like, yeah, when I go there, like, the drive is not that long. And, it, and if you look on the map, the border's right there. Well, Al, from here, from my house right now, taking the tollway would be two hours and six minutes. Yeah, so two and a half, about two and a half. With traffic, probably you get obviously a little bit longer. But regardless, yeah. Buffalo's really close to Toronto. Yeah. So when they're playing in, when they're playing in Buffalo, you gotta expect the leaf. So what was I going? With? Oh yeah, ticket prices. Yeah, so like yeah, I'm sure ticket prices and at the trop, I, I'm they'd be cheap like crazy. But like the thing is too, like I wonder like. Maybe with the new stadium, if Tampa would go like, ah, oh, screw you guys. We just want to have people from. Oh, that's when we go to the old stadium. Where no one shows up anyway. We'll get $20 seats. We'll move down. <laughs> we'll buy it yeah. with the nosebleeds and move down. You know, yeah, we'll buy yeah. it where they don't even have seats anymore. They just mark her off with, uh, with the tarper, with the, with the tarp, and we'll move down. Like, yeah. what do you, what do you mean, Al? Fair enough. Um, but that's all I got for for Tampa. I really want to get to this next topic because what a freaking turn of events this was. What what a what a what a calamity's happened in Columbus. Yeah. The calamity the calamity in Columbus. So uh, I guess I'll frame it this way, Al. Just I think it's a funny way to, to intro this topic. So Al, do you remember last week's topics? Do you remember how you kind of showed up and we were talking about what we want to talk about? And I mentioned yep. this topic. And went, oh yeah, we got to add that. Do you remember what topic that was? Do you remember what thing I mentioned? You were like, yeah, we have to talk about that. You didn't remember? No, no, you put me on the spot. No, I Wait, forget. It it would be Mike Babcock. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mike Babcock getting hired by the Columbus Blue Jackets. Yes. Well, in the six days since we talked last, Mike Babcock has resigned as the head coach of the Columbus Blue Jackets. Quote, unquote, got fired. fired. Yeah, fired, resigned, don't really matter how you say it. He's no you know longer that, the you head know coach that, of the you, Columbus Blue Jackets. You know how that conversation went, right? Hey, you either leave on your own terms, quote unquote, or we will make you leave. And then Babcock was like, well, I'd like to resign instead because, uh, you know, getting fired would kind of seem bad. So, you know, but anyways. Well, yeah. I don't think it matters, Al, because I, I think we all kind of knew this was the last kick at the can for Babcock. It was a two year contract. It's over. That, that if Babcock did not succeed in Columbus, that his. NHL coaching career would be over. And By the way, now that it's lasted all of what ten days, it probably is over. I didn't know. Did. I don't. I didn't know at the time. I don't think anybody else knew. I don't. Maybe you did, but uh, he was getting eight million dollars for those two years. 
Oh, gee, like over the eight years, like total or he? No, no, he was getting he was getting eight million for the span for the that two year contract. So he's getting four million a season. That came I out mean, the other day. I mean, you gotta pay him what you gotta pay him, I guess. I mean, do you? That Sheldon Keith doesn't even make that much, I don't think. Yeah, but. But, no I mean, offense, okay, like, he is my he's my fat cock. Yeah, I know yeah, I know yeah. that he's you know seen as a horrible human being and and what have you. But the reality is he's a Stanley Cup champion. He Isn't has it crazy? Team led teams to the cups. Isn't it crazy how? Oh, what the heck? Oh, no, not answering that. Did I cut out there? <laughs> no, you're good. Okay, cool. I was getting a phone call and I had no clue who that person was, so they will not. They be they, they can kick rocks. Yeah. Um. Ah, oh, jeez. I'm like a... Where was I? Uh, Babcock. Oh, yeah. How much money isn't it, isn't, isn't it... No, no. Not even the money. Isn't it crazy how he went from... This guy here is not going to be a Hall of Famer. Oh, no. Probably not. Which which is messed up. Olympic gold. World Stanley Cup champ. Cup. Stanley Cup champ. You know? And because of his last... 10 years of hockey in the game of hockey have been absolute shit. This guy will not get into the hall of fame. Most likely. And it blows my mind, but well, not that he don't, that he won't get into the hall of fame, but I was just, it blows my mind how quickly he just sunk himself to the like lowest of the low and just to the bottom. And you know, when he resigned, I was like, you knew it was coming, and it was also one of those where, like, okay, now the NHLPA launched an investigation, so you know there's something there, or there's at least a slight concern. Well, Al, uh, let me take you through this. So we talked about last week how the the, the accusation was made by Bissonette on the on his podcast, Fit and Chicklets. Yep. Then Babcock came out and said that's not that's not the way that's going down. Boone Jenner, the captain, came out and said that's not the way that's going down. So you and I thought, well, if Boone Jenner, the captain, saying it's not that not the way that that uh, Biznasty is is um, portraying it, then maybe it's not. Maybe Paul is not wrong, but isn't right. You know what I well, mean? Well, because I said too, like I I gave Jenner the benefit of the doubt. I'm like, I don't think Jenner would say stuff unless he like believed in what he well, believed it, in what he was saying. It, it it actually happened. You don't think he'd lie to us? Right. Yeah. He like I expect. thought like I don't think he'd come out making a statement like that unless he believed what was going on or like if it was tr- what he was saying was true and that kind of thing. So like. I was kind of disappointed to find out that like it was a PR thing. Um, well, here you go. But I'll, at the I'll, same I'll... time, too, like I also knew I knew Babcock wasn't I knew he was done. You didn't even start the season and you already got a distract an off ice distraction. Like at first I was like, let him coach. Like, I don't think this is a thing. I don't, I'm not buying it, whatever. And I think a few people thought that too. I think it was just like, oh, people got an ax to grind with Mike Babcock. Which they do. In fairness, they do. And, and he earned it. I'm not acting like they didn't, he didn't earn it. Lots of guys don't like him for lots of good reasons, but the reality is you still have an ax to grind. You're still holding the grudge. You still it, got, no. And it's also <laughs> like, dude, you should have known. I mean, if he, I think he did know. I just don't think, I, whatever. The microscope was there. There was nowhere to hide for this guy. And again, the whole reason why this resignation came about, I think they were going to fire him anyways, like, to be honest. You know, I think 
like you're just distracted. It's a distraction. And well, well I'll, I'll continue this yeah. before you continue. The league and the NHLPA looked into the matter and were initially satisfied with Jenner's explanation, as well as a similar one from teammate Johnny Goudreau, according to uh, Elliot Friedman. However, the league and players union reportedly changed their minds when several of Columbus's younger players said they weren't comfortable with what happened to them. Among the more, most serious concerns for the NHLPA was a meeting that occurred away from team facilities that included several minutes of looking through a phone, multiple sources told Friedman. And then it's some quotes from the uh, NHLPA um, executive. And then I do want to mention that Pascal Vincent, the associate uh, coach for the um, Blue Jackets, will now be the well, I'll say interim head coach, but the head coach, it looks like. It looks like he'll be the head coach for the season. That's um, the worst part, too. He's been with the too. team since 2021, and before that, he spent some time in the AHL with a couple other teams. That's the worst part, too. Like, who the hell is Pascal Vincent? You know, that's my next thought. Like, okay, you let your coach gone. Cool, you got your replacement. Uh, hello, like, um, there's a couple other... Uh, there's a few coaches on the market right now. Is there not that could probably fill in? Well, off the top of my head, Al, you got what Gerard Gallant. You've got Claude Julien. That yeah, are just, those with, are just what's, two. What's wrong with Gerard Gallant? Honestly, what's what would have been wrong with him? Like I think Columbus jumped the gun on naming him as a head coach. Because when I saw that, I was like, there is way better out there than some dude named pa- Pascal. Well, you, you got to think, though, if they have a really rocky start again, that they might look to make a change and come behind the bench early because this team is expected to be at least decent. Maybe not good, but decent with the trades they made. You know, getting uh, Provorov and Severson. And you got to expect Merzlikens will be better with the improved defense and implying they don't get hit with injuries again with like they were like they were last season. You gotta, they'll, they'll be better, but... I wonder how much leash Vincent will have because, again, of not really being the guy they wanted, in all, in all honesty. I also hate how Yermo Kekalainen apologized to the team for hiring him. Uh, not Vincent, uh, Babcock. It's like, dude, I, th- I thought, I really thought it was going to work. I really did. I think Babcock could have done something, but Obviously, old habits die hard. He found another way to screw himself over. I was really looking forward to it. I wanted him to, you know, kind of thrive. So I was disappointed on that front. But at the same time, like, buddy, you just buried your entire career. And now it's not only will you not coach hockey ever again in the NHL, you will not coach hockey ever again, period. I don't think that's true. I don't know if he'll go back to really? the University of Saskatchewan. No way. I don't know if a junior team will take a shot at him, but I, I think he will coach again. I don't oh. Again, I don't know what, what level. I'm not saying it'll be a high level. I know he'll never be at the NHL level again. I won't lie to you and say that, but, you know, I don't know. Anyone don't that know hires him at this be. point is a moron. Well, I'll, okay, if Bill Peters can get back in the league, is the way I'll put it, with, with again, we talked about last week with Lethbridge. I think Babcock I get a chance. And maybe at the WHL level, uh, maybe, you know, the NHL level, obviously. But that, that was play. Babcock's chance. That was it. Yeah, but 
I was thinking at his NHL chance. I think he'll get another shot with, and honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if he goes back to Saskatchewan and just becomes a, a consultant or an assistant coach kind of thing where he shows up, you know, for games and kind of does it just for a hobby more than a job. I don't, I don't think, I don't think you hire him anymore. I think it's over. Well, I guess we'll have to see if he makes headlines again. But again, Mike Babcock in all of a week's time went from newest head coach in the NHL to looking to pack his bags and close his apartment or, or sell his house or, or, or close his apartment in Columbus. Yeah, it's uh, it's crazy, too, because I was like, oh, let him coach. Like, I, I didn't. Yeah. Like how it's crazy how my mentality changed towards him, too, like in a short amount of time like it was oh I'll let him coach to like oh really like you're still doing this shit like all right but i mean at the same time like now that you you know you hear that coming out and stuff like yeah this guy should not coach again i would not want him anywhere near my players as a gm i wouldn't even think about him i don't care how cheap the contract would be i don't care you know it, even if you're guaranteed like a, a few Stanley Cups or championships, like, you know, you just can look through a crystal ball and you could see that you could win championships with them. I still wouldn't do it. Well, I, I, I do want to yeah. finish here, Al, with the Columbus Blue Jackets organization will not be making changes to the front office, and meaning GM Yarmo Kekalainen and um, uh, try to think of the wording. It's what Shanahan is in, in Toronto, the oh, uh, president, president of, of hockey, hockey operations. Yeah. Yeah, uh, of uh, I want to say is it before I mess this up? Da, 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 I'm trying to find his actual name. I can't find it, so I'm just gonna say Davidson. He used to be the GM for the Rangers and then was fired not too long ago. They fired him and they fired the coach, and then he went back to Columbus. Like, I mean, uh, I think Yermo Kekalainen's job should be safe. I don't think he's done a bad job with the team. I think he's, you know, I think it's slowly starting to come together. I think Babcock was not a missing piece to the puzzle, but I do think it would have helped. You know, I thought for sure it would be like a, okay, Babcock learned from his mistakes. Like he learned, you know, let's not do this. Let's just coach. Let's, you know, just coach a winning hockey team here. And that's not what happened. But I'm completely satisfied with the work that Yermo Kekalainen's done. And I mean, you look at the roster he had not too long ago before, you know, the bubble. And like he had a, Columbus was a tough team to play. And I don't think they're far off from that. And depending on how things go, I don't see them making the playoffs. But I do think that, you know, things could look a little different at the deadline and come next year. Maybe then they try to get in. And I'll make sure I say John Davidson, who's the president of hockey operations, no, Yarmo Kekalainen. Yarmo yeah. Kekalainen, again, I, I want to keep mentioning this because I want to give Yarmo respect because I don't know how long, how much longer he'll last in Columbus. They are a very small market in the NHL. They have really struggled to make a good hockey team there in Columbus. Yarmo Kekalainen was the GM in February of 2013. He was the first born European to ever hold a GM position in the NHL. I believe he is still the only European to be a GM in the NHL. So he should be commended for that. And has it not worked in Columbus? Yes. But has it not worked in Columbus since they became a team? Basically, yes. The first time they've made it out of the first round was the year they upset Tampa Bay, swept him 4-0 with John Tortorella, and guess who was the GM for that team? Of course, it was Jarmo Kekalainen, and that was, I believe, what, four years ago now? And that was the best team they ever had. And that was when they bought the deadline and got Dezingle and Duchesne and yeah, that's the, uh, that's, still had Panera yeah. and still had Seth Jones. That team was good. You know, obviously yep. we didn't expect them to be upset Tampa, but they're still a good hockey team. And they lost everyone in that free agency because they're a small market team that can't draw 
Goudreau's really the first free agent, big well, free agent, ever well, go to well, Columbus. Well. I mean, I wouldn't say they can't draw. Let's be honest here. That playoff, that house is loud I, and it was packed. I mean, I mean, I mean, players draw players in. Oh, they lost okay, Duchesne, okay, okay, okay. lost Panarin, lost every, lost Seth Jones, lost everybody. Right? Don't want to be in Columbus, you know. So getting Johnny Goudreau maybe shows that they can get marquee free agents, which they haven't been able to do in the past. So maybe Yarmo is doing a great job. And I mean, I they have Patrick Liney too, right? Patrick Liney, who they got in the the Pierre Luc Dubois trade. Yeah. They got so they still got Wierenski, who's their top defenseman. Merzlikas, I think, is a good goalie. You know, like that team again could be interesting. Interesting makeup. We'll see what they can do with new head coach Pascal Vincent, but I do quickly want to go a little spiel about Yarmo Kekalainen because I think he deserves a little more respect than than people give him. And again, being in a small market in Columbus, his name will not be mentioned like Kyle Shanahan, like Brad Tree Living now, like Kyle Dubas with Pittsburgh, like Don Sweeney and Cam Neely in Boston, etc. You know, they're not mentioned as much as the guys with big organizations. Yeah, six and, organizations, I and I think, like, yeah, and I'm, I'm right there with you. I think he's, I do think, you know, obviously the team's success isn't there on the ice, but I do still think that Kekalainen's done a good job to, like, kind of keep the team afloat and kind of keep the fans interested and showing up. I don't, like I said, I don't expect Columbus to make the playoffs. I do expect them to be a tough team to play against this year, though. Definitely will be that, and they'll be an interesting, interesting to see where you and I place them when we do our Metro standings in a few weeks' time when the NHL season comes a little bit yeah, closer. Can't wait to see how wrong we're going to be there. Oh, well, probably. Did we even have Boston making the playoffs last year? I know I, I did. did. I did as a fifth seat of the Okay, see, I didn't even have them making it in, and then they had the season they had. Yeah, and then they broke the record for most wins and most points. So, get out. Put them out of the playoffs again, I dare you. Anyway. Yeah, well, I mean, it was nice to see them go in the first round. No, of course it was. You know, you you sadistically fam. Well, at least Florida put you both, put us both, I, put both our teams out. So, I you know, literally out. just, I, I, I said it too, because I was like, this is the perfect recipe for like a perfect disaster. You know, you have a phenomenal season and then next thing you know, boom, first round exit, you implode. And sure enough, it was like an, it felt like an NCAA season. You know, you got you got the number one ranked seed team, you know, on an all time high. Then they come into this. They come into March Madness. They have the one bad game. And next, thing you know, boom, you're gone. You get eliminated by like a, you know, a lower end seed. 16 seed. Yeah, there you go. We'll say that. But so, uh, yeah, oh, yeah, 16. That's true. Well, eh? Florida will Florida. <laughs> oh, and then they beat the Leafs. Yeah. Gotta love it. Actually, um, I was excited to hear what Ryan Reeves had to say about the Florida Panthers yesterday when uh, they, the Leafs had their little golf tournament. Did he say anything um, interesting? Well, I was a little concerned, but I was also like, okay, this is good to hear. Uh, they asked him about, you know, the Radko Gudis incident when he yelled in front of Just, uh, Justin, uh, Joseph Wall's face after Florida got the game, uh, the series clinching goal in overtime. And Ryan Reeves just basically said, yeah, I'd like to see him try that again. That'd be interesting. It'd be fun, wouldn't it? And part of me was like, yeah, that's what I like to hear. But the other part of me was like, okay, cool. Every fighter the Leafs have brought into this city, what, how, how, let's see, let's check the track record on how well that's gone. But at the same time, you know, I really hope Ryan Reeves isn't just, I don't want him to fight. I don't want him to be a fighter. I don't want him to. Okay, I, I don't you expect him to be, to be a lover. A, What's going on over here? I don't expect. I don't expect him to be a like a 
prime goal scorer or anything like that. It's still Ryan Reeves. But I just hope that when he's on the ice, it's not just to be on the ice to fight guys or like, you know, I like the, the for me, Wayne Simmons, it got tiring because it's like you knew his that was all his role was, was just fight. Whereas like now I hope it's like you have guys that are there, but it's like to intimidate in terms of like, hey, I won't fight you every chance I get, but I'm definitely going to make sure that you know when I'm on the ice. Well, I expect that will be his role, but again, we'll have to see when the Leafs do hit the ice, what his exact role will be. And I like um, what I'm hearing too. Like I hear he's already been vocal with the group. And the other thing I like too, is that it sounds like what they're trying to do with Ryan Reeves is since he's such a vocal guy, it's trying to like ignite guys to like, you know, in the, in the last couple of years, the Leafs have had to bring in people to protect the stars the stars whereas now it's like you have guys like him hoping to ignite max domi's also there by the way yep tyler bertuzzi is not a guy that's afraid to drop the mitts basically they brought him they in to kind of they kind of yeah they brought him into like spark you know i don't want to use the word self-defense sounds kind of weird because it's hockey but like you know just just like some, some extra some extra fight in them it's like you know if matthews gets hit or gets run at don't get me wrong. I really don't want him dropping the gloves. But, like, I'd like to, you know, where when someone gets their head taken off or, like, it's a bad hit, like, usually there's no pushback from the team, right? That's where, they're, like, they're saying how the Leafs are soft. is not because they wouldn't fight or anything. It's just there was just no pushback at all. Fighting's one thing, but just not pushing back and holding guys accountable for stupid stuff. That's what made the Leafs soft, whereas, like, now apparently Ryan Reeves' role is to be there because to ignite, that, like, that, like, hey that's not okay, we're going to do something about it, or we're going to let you know. Well, I'll put it this way, Al. You're, they're the pop, you know, Matthews, Marner, Nylander, they're the pop stars. You know, they're not going to put their hands on nobody. They're the pop stars. They need the bouncers. Bertuzzi, Domi, Ryan Reeves, they're the bouncers. They come in, they're the security. You know, you're walking down, you're shaking hands, you're, you're high-fiving everybody, somebody grabs your hand, bouncer comes in, hey, hey, hey. Put, put that hand away. Okay, dog, okay. And it's pretty cool. Walking. It's pretty cool too. I get to watch it firsthand this year too, so that'll be yeah, nice. You'll, get, you'll finally get a chance to see your team not be so soft on the ice, unlike the Bruins, where we're never we're never soft. Never no, seen I, that, honestly. I soft. will, I will say this, and that I think this is like where, um, even too like when we talk about the Yankees and like every team like you cheer for, like yeah, like don't get me wrong, I'm not a fan of them, but like I still, I'll give credit where it's due, and like you know, I I will say this, I love the Bo- the Boston Bruins culture. Honestly, I wouldn't even be that like much of a Bruins hater if they just, if, you know, if 2013 wouldn't have happened or 2011 or no, I guess no, 20, no, 2011 was when we won the cup. 2013, honestly, 2011 wasn't even that bad. Like it kind of sucked. I was hoping Vancouver would have won. Cause it would have been nice to have a Canadian team win it, but like, yeah, but they suck. They, they're a horrible organization or they can kick rocks. So sorry, but like, sorry, yes. Canucks fans, but you guys can cry me a river, but yeah, like so, just 20, 2013, 13, you kind of just ruined it. And then six or uh, not 16, 17, uh, 18, 19. Yeah, something like that. It, it just got annoying to like lose to them all the time. Yeah, because um, 20 would have been Columbus because of COVID. Yeah, but COVID. no, I, I like I said, I will say this: like I really like the Boston Bruins culture, and I like the fact that like even though like some of the guys like Patrice Bergeron, Zdeno Chara, you know Nathan Horton, guys that were there like when they were, well, hell, Milan Lucic is there now too. He's back. Um, he's back. Yeah. So like guys like them, like those were like that. Those are the guys that like. Those are Boston Bruins. That's what it means. And my favorite player, I 
I love this guy. And I'm not even like a Bruins fan, but like Trent Frederick, I love that guy. Al, I told I told another one of our uh, classmates at CSM who was a diehard Leaf fan. I said, you know, the the difference between the Leafs and the Bruins is you look you look at the Bruins roster, you see a guy's name, you've watched him a couple times, you're like that guy's a Bruin. You can just you you feel it. You know what I mean? Trent Frederick is a Bruin. Yeah, hundred you know, percent. I love Trent Frederick. Trent Frederick, I think the world of that kid. And yeah, I, I don't think he's particularly talented, but He's a Bruin. Like you could, he's the, not a great player, but he's physical. He can score. He can hit. He, he has, honestly, like, all that makeup. He's would a it be fair to say if he's like another you know, Milan Lucic, but like prime know, Milan but Lucic? He's a center too, which is a little bit different, obviously, from Lou. But right. yeah, but I, like, I would that be a fair assessment? Like, well, would that I would be... say Lucic is way more offensive upside than poor Trent. Right. 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 But I would, I would say, yeah, that's a fair enough comparison where I wouldn't argue with you too much. Like the grit it. level and that kind of yeah. thing, right? Yeah. But that, that style of play, that kind yeah. of on the edge play, I I agree with that. You know, Charlie Coyle fit right into the Bruins. You know, um, Dayton Hyden was a good Bruin. Our fourth Dayton line Hyden, always yeah, been great. Good, yeah. You know, uh, Noel Achari. Noel Achari, dude. There's so much. That's the thing. That's like, the thing too. Love like Noel Achari Bru- on the energy line. We had we had a couple years back with the fourth line, right? Like, I wish the Leafs. I wish the Leafs would have like capitalized more on like fish more on like with Bruins guys like. Like, um, Achari, Danton Heinen, uh, who's the other one? Tori Krug. I was a big fan when like Krug was there too. Like, do you remember, I, remember Krug's hit against uh St. Louis when he got his bu- bucket yeah, ripped off and went been, 180 yeah. feet and dropped the guy? Yeah, I don't care what you, I don't care what you zebras calling a penalty. It was a great hit, great hit, flat then, out great charging. hit now. I don't give, a, I don't care. Flat great out hit. charging, great hit, hey, great hit. You didn't have a bucket on or anything. You didn't even care about his self self Charging. Well-being. Yeah, Crime. It was a great hit, wasn't it? It, you know, it, was, it was charging, it, was, but it wasn't a great hit. It was nice to see, yes. I will give you that. I will appreciate a good hockey hit, but the other part of me is also going, that's charging by a mile. Oh, oh obviously. Shit, my bad. You, you, Sorry. You, you my bad. Lens. Yeah, thanks again. I was appreciate doing so well, too. Yeah, you don't have the um, best words. You finally put the F word out there. Yeah. Um... Yeah, but anyways, you know, Krug was another one I liked. Uh, on, well, like I, I said, like Tyler Pertuzzi, I, most recent Bruin, got to pick yeah, up the deadline. Yeah, but like, and that's the thing, right? Too, that's the thing too. Like I said, like I don't, I like the Bruins, but I don't like them. I like them when they're not playing against Toronto. Oh yeah, who doesn't? You know, that's kind of like those players that are like kind of like Tom Wilson. You don't like Tom Wilson. Unless he's playing for your team and you love Tom Wilson. Same thing with Brad Marchand. You love Marchand until he's not playing for you and you don't like him. You know, I think Ryan Reeves is Montreal, that too. Montreal, I'll never like. Never. Well, because who likes Montreal? That's 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 one thing. Like, that's different. Whereas, like, Who Boston, likes those like, French carpetbaggers? Like, even, too, like, when... Um, even when the Leafs weren't making the playoffs, like, when it was Montreal and Boston, I was always rooting for Boston. Oh, who wasn't? You know, but, like... I just like bug. I just like shitting on them a little bit, just because like you know it's fun once in a while. But like I honestly have respect for them, like, and I I like what they've done. And what they will continue to do, you gotta expect, because again, it's 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 been it's been a thing for, you know, since their inception that they're gonna be a rough and tumble team. You know, even yeah. if they suck, which they haven't really ever sucked in about sixty years now. Well, never Li- Linus, been a bottom feeder. I'll say this. Linus Allmark is not having a business season next year. No, but it's okay. Jeremy Swayman will have a business season, so it's all gonna work out. No. Al, it's all gonna work out. No. 
But I to think, end off yeah. the show, Al, before before we continue to bicker about hockey, we should have even got onto the hockey topic other than Babcock. The NBA has changed the penalties to the load oh, management yes, rules, we, or to be exact, <laughs> the player uh, the player participation policy. Occasion I spoke about it last week on Polar Opposites. Al, you put it in the lineup, so we'll talk about it here. I'll let you give out your thoughts. So the teams it's, will now be docked up. 100,000 for the first break, 250,000 for the second break of the rule, and a million for a third and any other violation after that. The rule states that a player, or let me quickly find it again. Um, the exact is uh, the guidelines would apply for nationally televised games and clubs that set multiple stars in the same contest. A star is, is defined as a player that has made an all-star game or an all-NBA team within the last three years. Yeah. I um, I don't have big, like, many thoughts on it. It's just, like, it's about time. Because, and also, like, really, like, you got to blame the Toronto Raptors for this rule, to be honest, because the whole load management thing is all because of Kawhi Leonard, right? When, you know, it worked out, and then that was, that's the thing. So for me, I'm I'm a fan of the rule. I, honestly, I don't even want to spend that much time on it. I just want to say, like, yeah, I'm a fan of the rule. I think it's a good thing because I do think that, like, you know, last year there were a lot of key players. There's a lot of – there was a lot of things on social media where it was like, oh, like, I came here from all the way here and, like, to see this player play, but they're sitting. And it's like, well, why are they sitting? And then there was no reason, Right. And it's like, I'm sorry, but like, it's also basketball. One of the least physically demanding sports on the planet. Now, if you ask them. Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. I don't give a shit. Yeah, you can, look at Steph Curry. He could shoot a ball from half court and it will go in and count as a three pointer. Not a lot of effort goes into throwing a ball. Okay, they're MLB sorry. pitcher. A basketball. There you go. Probably a good qualifier. Yeah. Yeah. Baseball is different. That. Yeah, that's different. But, you know, you can stand from almost anywhere on the court and there's a better chance that you make the shot compared to, I don't know, going up to, like, the mound on a baseball field and throwing, doesn't matter how hard you throw, but, like, three throwing three consecutive strikes unless you're a big league pitcher. I guess don't talk about your problems on the mound, Al. We shouldn't project on this show. But um, I will just restate what Cajun and I spoke about last week. We hope it makes a change, but we don't expect well, I mean, it to I make think much it of a change. I I, okay, change. here's my question. I want to make this interesting. Who do you think is going to be the first team to break that rule? First team to get fined? The first team to get 100,000K? You get 100K? Yeah. Probably, honestly, probably Philly. I was going to say, say New Orleans. Well, I don't know, because Zion gets, keeps getting hurt, like actually hurt. So I don't know if they'll actually get hit with it, because it only affects 50 players and 25 teams. Oh, plus they, also, I guess Zion didn't make an all-star team either. So like, never mind. Well, no, he but he's fine. made one, in the pre, I believe, in the previous. So it's last three years now. Last three years. Yeah, I know, so, but I think it's. I think he's cleared from it my now. phone. So I'll quickly say, I think it'll be Philly, because I don't know if James Harden will still be on the roster, but if he is... I think there'll be a game where Harden doesn't show up and Embiid sits. And I think they'll get docked 100K, is my thought. 
because again they have Nick Nurse who as you mentioned yeah. with the Raptors getting all this fault on this show you know Nick Nurse was the coach when they did all that when they were doing all the little mansion with Kawhi Leonard and you know sitting him when he needed to be sat to you know catch a breather but um that would be my thought um any other teams that I genuinely think could maybe Dallas I don't think Luka takes a lot of days off but say he takes a day off when Ka- Ka- Kyrie goes MIA maybe I that the... could happen I, for some reason, had sh- the the Hornets, Charlotte. The Lakers the Lakers could be... I don't think they have two All-Stars to get the well, they, got La- they got LaMelo. Who's always hurt, too. But I only have a yeah. second star. Because, again, the star thing is you're not allowed to sit sit them for nationally televised um, games or home games. They're not really what supposed about to sit Portland? home games. You're always supposed to sit them on away games. Well, right now, Lillard's probably going to be dealt. And if Lillard's dealt, I don't think, again, I don't think they have another All-Star on that team. I don't think they have another M- All-NBA Fred player Van on Bleak. that team. That's not Portland. That's Houston. Oh, why did I think he went to Portland? Oh, because they were you know, the the color scheme's a little close. Yeah, I, that's what I was thinking. You were thinking yeah, the color scheme's a little close. Yeah, so, sorry, basketball's not something I pay attention to. I, I, I was thinking the Lakers also because of LeBron and AD. Maybe they get caught doing something, even though AD again is a band aid. Davis Davis is catching with theory. Thanny Castellum would say. Yeah. You know, so it'll be interesting because I don't know how many teams are actually going to finagle it. Because again, teams are going to find loopholes. You make a new rule, they'll make new loopholes, right? So we'll see how teams get around it. But it will be interesting to see, Al, who gets the first violation. I'm going to have to ask Cajun that on the, our, our episode of Polar Opposites, either today or, or uh, tomorrow or Thursday. You didn't ask him yet? I, did, I didn't think of the question. Come on. I didn't think of who was going to violate it first. That's the you know, fun not, part. I'm That's the first thing. I'm not that pessimistic, like, Al. It's going to be such I a meme. no one breaks it. I was hoping we everyone plays a full 82, full 82 and we sing Kumbaya. I, that's what I hope. You know, well, I mean, anyone breaks the rule, Al. I mean, know, come on. That, I'm not that pessimistic. I'm not that nihilistic. You know, I, I hope the teams don't break the rule. I don't want teams getting fined 100K for, you know, I, I, you know what? I don't like I don't like politics or like stupid stuff in sports. But let me tell you, if there's one thing I like a lot lately is chaos. Well, who doesn't like chaos once in a while? But like, no? not like. Not like Leafs chaos. Like, that's not even chaotic. I, yeah. That's just that's, <laughs> that's just, no longer chaos. That that's just, just trauma. Line. That's yeah, yeah. trauma. Like, you know, like, never mind. Okay, I, okay, I got a story. To, I got to I gotta say this. I Uh-oh. think I'm allowed to say this. I don't think this would be like an, a, like a non-disclosure thing or whatever. So we were doing, um, uh, so when I tried out for the Leaf skate team, uh, we had this like rock, paper, scissors contest and I ended up winning it. We had a, like another thing like that when we went to the orientation thing uh, last week or whenever it was. And this guy beat me in rock, paper, scissors. I was doing well. I was kicking ass. And then I eventually lost, which was crazy. Because, like, the way I lost, I just knew I was going to lose. But, like, anyways, it's not the point. So the guy that beat me ended up going to the championship round. And they said it was two out of three for round robin and semis and whatever. And then once you got to the final round, it was a best of seven. And ironically enough, he had a 3-1 lead, and he blew it. Oh, so he really did pull a leaf. <laughs> and it was funny, because the first thing I thought of, I don't know, nobody, like, I was ahead of the game, I, I already knew. And I was like, it was 3-1. <laughs> Anyways, it was, it was you so You really freaking... thought it was a Leafs-oriented uh, oh, yeah. event, eh, and that's the That's the funniest thing, too. We were right inside, like, MLSE headquarters. And like, it was meant to be, Al. It was meant to be. It was just so funny. I'm like, wow, this is like such a wow. Yeah, it translate. It really does translate off the ice. 
But anyways, I don't know why I felt the need to bring that up. I think it was be oh because of the fine and like you know who goes first, that kind of thing that triggered that thought for some reason. Well, but anyways, oh dude, sure so funny. This quickly in the polar opposites talk, so we out our cage and I can talk about it. And then we'll see who goes first. I'll say Philly. Who do you say, Al? Who who will get the fine? I got I got to lock one in now. Uh, well, we got we got to put one in. Okay, you can't ask the question and then not give an answer. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 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 Uh, who? Ooh, this would be interesting. Phoenix. That's a good one. There you go. That's a good one. There you go. They got three. They got three guys: Beal, uh, Durant, and obviously uh, Kevin Booker. Booker. And I think Durant yeah. Aiden fits there too. Yeah. So, but anyways, I'd say Phoenix, just because Kevin Durant's also slowed down a bit. So. Yeah, he's old, isn't he? Yeah, he's getting but up there. There you go. So Phoenix from Alain Cavillon, Philadelphia. From myself, Spencer Byers. We'll uh-huh. see what Cajun the Ruth Annie Castle says in our next episode of Polar Opposites. But for that, Al, for our prediction of who will break the the new pol the new fine policy first for the player participation, I think that'll do it for us, wouldn't it? I think we ran we ran out of topics and we've done a while. That, that, that would do it. And uh if that does do Any it. Any other stories? I mean, not really. I mean, hold on. Actually, can I check my Twitter feed? Maybe something happened. Of course you can. I'll, we've already got an hour and a half. Might as well go a little longer. Usually we, uh, usually I scrolled X or Twitter or whatever. And by the way, I also want to point out that my Twitter feed is starting to um, fill up with hockey content again, which means life is good. All, all is well. Let's see. Oh, we got a Sid Sixero tweet saying, "Am I a jerk?" And then there's a video followed up by that. That game. probably yes. It is. It is, it is Sid. So I'm gonna go just go with yes. I'm not even watching. Uh. Oh, so okay. Uh, breaking news. Sternberg has announced an agreement for the new stadium in downtown St. Petersburg. They made the official announcement from Tropicana Field an hour ago. Uh. Tanner Pearson has been activated off the LTIR for the Vancouver Canucks. Well, that should be a plus to a bad hockey team. Uh-huh. Um, the Tampa Bay Lightning feel the need to point out that they are Braden Point days away from the start of the hockey season. No, that's whatever. There's Nick Chubb, who looks like he busted his knee after that hit last night. But, I mean, I don't really have much to. Uh, an alleged uh, ligament tear in his knee. They haven't stated yeah. which one yet. They've obviously got to go for the MRI. So, we'll see if it's an, if it's an ACL and or just an ACL or, or what exactly that is. Another one is uh, Saquon Barkley out for the next three weeks with a uh, strained ankle, sprained ankle. Not sure exactly which one, but one of the two. Strained ankle ligament or, or or a sprained ankle, but regardless. And I also want to mention here quick before you, or as you continue to read out, they're on the X. Formerly yeah, there's there. there's there's one more thing. Uh, Cap Friendly announcing that uh, they have this new, they're introducing this thing called Salary Wish, which is an NBA equivalent to NHL there Cap Friendly. That sounds fantastic. There you go. Cap Friendly, a good website. They're adding to their portfolio, kind of like which is kind of weird though because reference, baseball reference, etc. Oh, 
Okay, so we don't know what happened. Okay, but we know that Nick Chubb is done for the season, though. Yeah. Yeah, I just saw this now. So out for the season with a knee injury. It's uh, not exciting what it is. We don't know what it is. I'm going to say MCL. I, I, well, if it's season, it's ACL and. It's just what the game yeah, is. True. Yeah. Um, but, um, anything else before before I finish? I'm quickly scrolling and I. Oh, there's Selena Gomez. Hello. Uh, <laughs> Girlfriend, Al. Girlfriend. Uh, so, yeah. So the deal. Uh, Ray's confident of closing deal. $1.3 billion downtown St. Petersburg Stadium. Uh, the pictures look pretty immaculate. Looks cool. Um, yeah, no, every every NHL team is basically tweeting out how many days there's left until the hockey season, which has me pretty excited. Um, the Blue Jays are back in action today, I believe. Yes, they're playing the Yankees, 705. Yep. yep. Any big, anything else? That, scoreboard watching? Well, and I'll quickly oh, say... Oh, there's teams that clinched. Oh, right? who clinched the MLB? Uh, let's see. Baltimore, Tampa, the Atlanta Braves, who've won the division for a sixth straight year, uh, and the Dodgers. So all teams also clinched. All kind of all, the, the Dodgers clinched the division. So did the Braves. And Baltimore has clinched a spot, and so has Tampa Bay. Well, Al, I think we're about to end on this. So I'll say the NFL also is um, filing grievances against the union, against the NFLPA, because they advised running backs. Obviously, I, I think we talked about it on this show that the running backs have been horribly underpaid in the NFL and tried to fix their market last summer. Didn't really work out for a lot of the top running oh, backs. How did we miss this? How did we miss this? Patrick Mahomes reworked oh, his contract. What the actual hell? What do you like? You like the 210? 210 million of the next, well, no, over the next now four it's, years? It's just stupid. It's like Joe Burrow gets, oh, Joe Burrow is the highest NFL player in history now with his new deal. And then Kansas City basically just went, you know what? Screw that. He doesn't deserve to have that title. It should be Patrick Mahomes. So they're like, here, here's more money. I think that's what happened there. Oh, As yeah, the of course. First, that was my first thought. I was like, are you kidding me right now? That actually had me so heated last night. I was like, what a freaking joke. Well, of course. But I, I thought was it was staying out. Yeah, that, that's it. Anyways, that's my small little rant. The, that was the, my NFL, little... the NFL is filing grievances against the, the NFLPA, the Players Union, because of them apparently advising running backs to fake injuries because of their position being very obsolete this year, in the or this year, but in the past five, ten years in the, in the NFL and being so readily disposable, at least Great. from a GM's perspective. And I do want to find – and with this, I think it's a good thing to end on – the W or the PWHL, the new professional women's hockey league. Yes. Had their draft yesterday. We, yes. We don't, I'll be, I'll be completely honest, Al. I'll plead ignorance. I don't really know any, any of the players. I know a couple of the Canadians who are famous. Like, I know. Yeah. Like I know the Olympians. Players, yeah. But I don't really know anybody else, but their rosters are now filled out. Every team's got 18 players. Well, 18, 18, I'll say players, but including goal, two goalies. So 16 players and two goalies, I believe. I I'm excited. Each team, but this this league should last. The organizations are Toronto, Minnesota, Boston, New York, Ottawa, and Montreal. So three Canadian, three American teams, basically in all of the original six locations. Well, I guess three of the six, right? Toronto, Boston, or four: Toronto, Boston, New York, and Montreal. Ottawa, 
and um, Minnesota take over for New York or for, take over for Detroit and Chicago. Yeah, I was gonna I was Which gonna jump in and I was about hockey state, right? So. I, I was about to jump in and try to help you out, but you worked your way into it. So I was like, it's good. I was like, you're yeah, I was like Chicago and Detroit are the other two original six. But um yeah, I mean, real quick, like my thoughts on it. I um I'm happy for them and I, I feel this feels different. I know we talked about it before we started recording, but it feels like this is finally gonna stick, I guess. And I think it they'll finally be able to start focusing on growing the game, you know barring anything goes wrong in terms of like financials and whatnot. But I, uh, I do have a good feeling about this, the league and where they're at right now. And it felt like yesterday was finally that, that good first step in the right direction in terms of growing the women's game, which I think it sucks that it still has to grow because I feel like it should already be to the point where like, not where it's e- like, equal in terms of like the NHL level, like that'll take a while before you reach like that kind of fan base and those like big stadiums and everything like that. But in terms of, you know, them finally, you know, not having to maybe work a second job and can actually just be called full-time professional hockey players. So I, it feels really good in terms of where that league's going. And I hope, I hope it does well because like it's 2023, man, like, come on. Get your shit together, people. Like, get get a, get going. And I think the the draft and the, all of the ceremonies and everything that took place yesterday was a good first step. And by yesterday, I mean September 18th. Just to date it, because uh, I realized that as we were talking today, we were losing, we're using a lot of time sensitive words. We just never really pointed out what day this is. We're recording this on. September 19th. Well, I can't believe my brain shut down there for a There you go. Yeah, yeah. You, you, yeah. There you go. You finally we figured got there. it out. There you go. We got there. Yeah, September 19th. So, anyways, I'm really happy for him. Definitely is a good first step in hopefully creating a sustainable women's hockey league, which never really has existed before. And as you mentioned, hopefully is the first building blocks to not only full-time professional hockey players for women, but also growing the women's game, which it would be nice to see to continue to grow hockey if it's men's or women's who really care it's just growing hockey around the world yeah the game's got a lot of growing to do on both sides but that's a that's a topic we can dive into when the nhl does something dumb again because we all know it's gonna happen mm-hmm. but uh is it is it is this my turn now I, I think i think i was gonna i was gonna prompt you again i was gonna say do you remember you remember your job Al? yeah remember i remember yeah i remember the job i just i just, I just had to ask because like, yes. that was it because yes. like we we actually like added like an extra 10 minutes which i think was a good conversation but like anyways all right this was episode number 19 of the outrage next time we do this it'll be episode number 20 big milestone there for the outrage as uh you know, we, uh, we've been running for over a calendar year now. Also, some production notes. I'm going to cook up some nice little soundtracks for this to amp this thing up. We had one for this original podcast, but, you know, I had to give my work laptop back, so I lost everything, and I, my dumb ass didn't save it. <laughs> but this was uh, episode 19 of The Outrage from myself, Anne Kevion, and Spencer Byers. We'll talk to you soon.